Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to learn and share stories about how God works all things together, writing a story of good because He is faithful and good. Think about it, 2020 has turned many of our lives upside down, so who couldn't use a major dose of hope? I'd like to ask you to share this podcast with friends or on your social media outlets and perhaps review it on Apple so others will find this podcast easily. Every Wednesday, I'll be chatting with a friend who I know and respect, one of our Redemption Press authors, who will not only share a personal Romans 8.28 story, but also help to give you tips and tools for your life journey. Two episodes a month, we'll have an additional interview with a well-known author, and sprinkled in along the way will be additional Romans 828 stories from our She Writes for Him bootcamp graduates and others the Lord brings my way. So let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I have to tell you, I am extremely excited to introduce you to uh, an author that I have come to respect greatly for her stand for the truth. Her name is Doreen Virtue. She has an incredible Romans 828 story to share with us today and how she left the new age to surrender her life to Jesus. It is an amazing story of God's grace and mercy on her life. But I have to, before I roll our conversation, I wanna give her a proper introduction. Doreen Virtue is a born again Christian who was saved out of new age deception in 2017. She holds a BA and an MA in counseling psychology from Chapman University. And she is currently in her last semester earning an MA in Biblical and Theological Studies from Western Seminary in Portland and Seattle. She is in seminary to learn how to rightly divide the word and to learn how to encourage other women to study the Bible. Doreen was raised in the heretical religion, Christian science, and then went deeply into the new age She spent 58 years in this deception, not knowing there was anything wrong with it. Doreen became the top-selling New Age author at the top-selling New Age publishing house. She seemed to have everything the world desires, yet she was still seeking the truth. When Jesus called her out of the new age, Doreen began studying the Bible. And when she got to Deuteronomy 18, verses 10 through 12, Doreen realized that she was a sinner in need of a savior. She surrendered her life to Jesus as her Lord and savior and left the new age. She has denounced her previous work in the new age and does not use cards or any new age practices. Other people continue to sell her old work even though she's asked them not to. It seems they are selling the bottom of the barrel old stock which will soon be discontinued. There's also a printer in China illegally selling bootleg copies 
of her old work through Etsy and eBay, and she is filing copyright disputes to stop them. So let me just say, Doreen encourages everyone to study the Bible as it contains the answer she was seeking and not finding in the new age. She also has found the peace that she was seeking through Jesus Christ who died for our sins. So as a person who came out of the new age myself, I cannot tell you what an honor it is to introduce you all to Doreen Virtue. And uh, she's got lots of wisdom to share and uh, lots of red flags to wave of new age practices that are constantly being introduced and championed within the actual church in America, the Christian church in America. So get ready to take some notes because this is going to be good. So let's just roll that conversation. Well, Doreen Virtue, it is a delight to welcome you to the All Things Podcast. I've been looking forward to this for quite a while, so welcome. Thank you, Athena, and hello to everyone who's listening. Yeah. Well, we are always loving to tie in the theme of God working all things together for good, even mm-hmm. bad stuff. and. Yep. You and I have both come out of the new age, you in a much bigger way, and you were very influential in the new age movement as an author, a best-selling author and speaker. So you are making some waves Mm -hmm. and I just appreciate your testimony and the way God has used that experience that you had following the wrong path, thinking that you were following the right path. That's right. So Mm -hmm. I would love to hear and have our listeners hear one of your favorite Romans 828 stories where he worked all things together for good for you. Amen. Uh, All glory to our gracious God who saved me by his mercy out of the deep, dark deception that I didn't even know I was in. I actually, when I was the top selling new age author before I was saved, I thought that I was helping God. It was very blasphemous thought because people seem to be comforted by my books and my teachings and these angel cards I I used to make. And uh, it just seemed like I was doing God's will. I had no idea that I was a sinner until I finally read the whole Bible and got to Deuteronomy 18. And there was a whole list of everything I was doing in the new age, Athena. And it said that I was an abomination to God because I was doing divination and, and interpreting omens and mediumship and, and all these things that I was doing. And it just broke me and I needed to be broken. I was very narcissistic in the new age because everywhere I'd go, I'd be the keynote speaker of thousands of people and audiences around the world, treated like a rock star, standing ovations, people standing in line for three hours to get my autograph. And it went to my head So God has humbled me necessarily so that now my whole focus is to glorifying him. And before it was about self-glory, which the new age teaches, by the way, the new age teaches, you know, I am perfect. I'm whole. I'm complete. I'm wonderful. You do all these affirmations in the mirror to boost yourself up, but it's like a sugar high. It's very temporary. And then you crash afterwards and and it's just a series of band-aids. And, and my, my Romans 828 stories are numerous, but the one that's on my heart the most is that after I was saved by 
Jesus and gave my life to him as my Lord and Savior. And I started to post on social media about the Bible. And one day in November 2017, I posted the the very passage in Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12, that convicted me and had led to my salvation. And my publisher, my New Age publisher, was very upset about this because in the list of things that God finds an abomination is witchcraft, which I never practiced. I always was afraid by witchcraft. I didn't even read Harry Potter. I was so afraid of witchcraft. But I but it was in the list of things. And so my publisher wrote me and said that they they were firing me there on the spot after 22 years with them because I was offending witches, which they were publishing at that point. And, and so I was I was out of my job. Now some people have criticized me because I didn't instantly take all my products off of Amazon. And what they may not realize is that when you license a product, it's not in your hands anymore. If they were self-published, they would have been gone the moment Jesus saved me. But tragically, other people, because they're making money, still continue to sell them. Now, my ex-publisher is taking them out of print, yay, has taken my name off of co-written products. And then the foreign licenses non-US countries, which which had seven-year licenses, as they expire, they said they could do nothing about them, but just let them expire. I contacted all the foreign publishers. My point is that on this earthly plane, I've done everything I could to get those products off the market. It is the heaviest burden I carry to mm-hmm. think that people are still reading deception because I was deceived back then and I passed it along. So of course, God can use everything for good. And so the The goodness that's come out of this, Athena, is that people who buy my products, on the back of the product, it has my website, DoreenVirtue.com. And and they go to that website, and there's the gospel. There's my testimony of why I tell people, no, we can't use these products. They lead to demonic oppression. They they ruin your relationship with God. They are uh, sinful. We need to repent. We need to throw away and burn all of our new age products. And so people are now coming to me through Instagram direct messages saying, wow, I I didn't know that I was practicing new age by using your products because they were all about angels hmm. and people that, well, there's angels in the Bible. That's what I thought. So it must be safe. It's not. Those are not biblical angels. Those are not angels of God that I was writing about. Those were more like uh, spirit guides that were wish granters, and that's not what the Bible teaches us. And so when people go to my website or they go to my social media because they've bought my products and they read the truth, it's a way God's using the heretical old products for his glory to bring people to his kingdom through my old work. And so I've been told many times that, and this is not about me, it's all glory to God, because I trust his timing. At first I was like, why did it take me 58 years? That's how old I was when I was saved. 58 years to learn this truth, you know. And then I looked back at all the times when the gospel had been shared with me over the years since I was a kid. I went to VBS at a Baptist church when I was about 10 or earlier. And, uh, and, and, you know, all through my life, people had shared the gospel with me, but I, I had a hard heart back then. The gospel was veiled to me, and it was foolishness to me because I was perishing. And uh, when, when I was finally had that veil lifted and I was convicted that Jesus really did die 
for our sins and that I was a horrible, wretched sinner in need of a Savior. And the only Savior is Jesus, our sinless Lord, who died for us and took the punishment that I deserved. When I finally realized that I was 58 years old and I had already written 70 products in 38 languages and I had been touring around the world for 22 years, I had done a lot of damage for the church. And I want to just apologize to anyone listening who was influenced by my old deceptive products. I didn't know. That's the only thing I can say. Or I did know, but I chose to have the hard heart like Romans 1 describes. Of course, I've repented to God over and over daily and praying for his intervention to get those old products off the market. But in the meantime, he is using them in a Romans 8.28 way Mm -hmm. for his glory. And and the other Romans 8.28 story that intersects with this, if I could, Mm -hmm. is that I've been sharing my testimony since I was first saved. And my theology was horrible in the beginning, (laughs) those old testimony videos. I'm like, no, I was still having the new age mindset. And so it's one of the reasons I went to seminary was because I had been reading the Bible my whole life, but I was reading it through the lens of what's called eisegesis, which means that you read it like what you want it to say. And and I needed to learn how to exegete, which means reading it as God intends the Bible to say, even if you don't like it. And so I I was in women's Bible study groups, meeting amazing women, I went to Bible study fellowship, again, amazing women, but it wasn't going deep enough for me. So I prayed about it and I was accepted into a Western seminary where I've graduated now with a master's in biblical and theological studies. Uh, I started in January, 2019 and, and my husband and I, we just put it on the credit card and we just prayed, you know, that if this is God's providence, that he will help us. And so the beautiful thing is that very month, uh, Thomas Nelson Publishers came to me and they said, we want to publish your testimony in a book. And that's deceived no more. And the money that they paid me up front was exactly the same Mm. as what it cost for me to go and get a master's degree. Mm. So it's just been learning to trust God because in the new age, as you know, it's coming out of it, you trust yourself. You're taught to believe in yourself, believe in your dreams, follow your heart. And and that was my life. And to right. learn to trust God, even when my heart wanted to go to the right and God said, no, go to the left, was huge for me. And especially as, a, as an older woman, you know, an old dog. So it's it's been quite the journey. Oh. Well, and your your book was just um so rich with uh illustrations of God showing himself to you over and over again. Yeah. But that deception is so powerful. And, you know, now as a person who's come out of the new age, for you to begin to point out some of those same practices going on in our churches today is so important because you know, most people who grew up in the church, I don't know, they don't, they're they not as sensitive to some of those practices and to the demonic influence that it's like a neon sign to you and to me. Anyone yes. who's been in the new age, it's like, what, what are we thinking? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like when we started, you talked about those affirmations that you'd say to yourself mm-hmm. in the mirror. How many churches today are promoting that yep. as biblical? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like I, I liken myself to an ex-smoker who can smell cigarette smoke like that. Yeah. And and so anything that glorifies ourself is not biblical. I mean, the, the Bible nowhere says to make yourself happy. The Bible says to work on holiness, on godliness, on uh, on imitating Christ. And so that's not necessarily going to lead to happiness. All we have to do is look at the whole Bible. We can see that people who God had chosen were often persecuted, that in Matthew 10, Jesus promises us that we'll have family divisions, which I've had because I have a new age family, and uh, that we'll have persecution and slander, which I get daily. It's just part of being a Christian. In fact, a lot of respected theologians say if you're not being persecuted as a Christian, take a look at whether it's a genuine salvation or not. Yeah. Amen. Well, and one of the things that I see in your testimony is not only being standing up for truth, being just like what you just said, he's asking us to be, or he's commanding us to be holy, not saying, oh, it's everything's all about your happiness mm -hmm. and just the whole suffering thing. We don't hear that in the pulpits, no. but that is, I mean, that's what purifies and sanctifies and does so much good work, but we resist it or we don't want to hear about it. And so I appreciate that you're willing to just say, no, this is sinful and we need to, you know, mm -hmm. we need to repent for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's peace. And so in the new age, it was all about the pursuit of inner peace, right? That's why we would take yoga classes and go to meditation boot camps and such. And, and, and yet that peace was always temporary, wasn't it? Where the peace of God, the true mm -hmm. peace that comes from the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, God within us and giving us a new heart and a new life when we surrender our life to him, that peace can take us through those times of suffering. And we can learn to praise God in the storms that he's doing his work, his Romans 8.28 work. Um, I know that a lot of the public persecution I've gone through, I always listen to my critics. I don't reject them out of hand. I'm like, is there any biblical truth to what they're saying, even if it's very mean <laughs> the way they're saying it? And a lot of it has been God humbling me. Like I said, I was I, I used to believe in the new age that every thought I got was a message from God and that I should write it in a book and tell people this is what God says. I was very much like Sarah Young, who wrote those awful Jesus calling books that seem to make you feel good and warm and fuzzy. But her Jesus is the new age Jesus, the same one I was channeling in the new age that says, you're wonderful. You can do no wrong. I, God loves you just as you are. Don't change. Just keep you keep it up. That's the New Age Jesus that Sarah Young and that I was channeling. In fact, if you look at the original edition of uh, Jesus Calling, the 2004 edition, you'll see that she credits a book called God Calling as inspiring her. And God Calling is a blatantly metaphysical New Age channeled book, just like Conversations with God, where Neil Donald Walsh said that he was dictating from God and that his God said there's no such thing as right or wrong. Uh, hello, <laughs> God's word is the Bible. And the whole thing shows what happened when humanity rebelled against God. That's why the Bible's filled with rape and incest and murder and all sorts of sins, because we wanted to be our own gods, didn't we? We did. And 
We still do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is, I mean, you're so, I love the way that you, not in a hateful way, but in an alarmed way, address some of these things that have crept into the church that are not biblical, that are not scriptural, that are not Jesus, not not Jesus the Christ. They might be uh, the Jesus and the 12 ascended masters or, you know, I mean, a demonic uh, being named Jesus. And what tell us just a few of the things that you have seen that alarm you and that is are just sweeping the church. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that shocked me the most, Athena, was that when I came out of the new age and I just washed my hands of it, I was so sure I was going to go into this very sanctified, purified environment. And and yet in many churches that my husband and I went to, it was exactly the same as mind, body, spirit festivals that I had been on stage with for 22 years. There, At first, actually, uh, I had this before I read the whole Bible, I thought, well, I'll just switch from being a new age psychic to being a prophetess because they seemed the same thing because they are. They're all, you know, those prophetesses and prophets, they're all telling you that you, you'll you get your soulmate, that you'll burn your soul ties, which is not biblical at all and such. And, and praise the Lord for convicting me out of that that ambition. But I want to just kind of list, if you could, um, if it's okay, with a few things that are deeply alarming to me in the church. Okay, the first thing in the church that really bothers me, besides Jesus calling, I would put that at the very top, because I think more women are getting their so-called theology from Jesus calling than they are the Bible. And women argue with me about this all the time, because at the bottom of each page, Sarah Young has put, you know, a scripture, not even the verse, just the it'll say Romans 3, 14. And it doesn't even say how that's related to what she said. And it's not if someone takes the time to research. But in people context. Feel, yeah, in context, people will feel safe because she's written Bible chapters and, and numbers in the bottom. No, it doesn't work that way. So Jesus calling number one enemy of the church. Number two is the Enneagram, which is a personality test developed by New Agers particularly Claudio Naranjo, who channeled, and he, he's, I've got this on record on my YouTube channel, if no one believes me. Um, he trans-channeled all the information about the Enneagram, which is the same, same method that I used when I was in the New Age, where you go into a trance, you pray a, quote, prayer of protection, which doesn't work if you're sinning. And, uh, and, and he brought through from who knows what unclean demonic spirits, this nine enneotypes. And and then it was at first just a new age tool, but uh, Richard Rohr, who's a new ager, not he's pretending to be a Christian, prove me wrong if you think that's wrong. And he, he brought it into the church. There's been so-called Christian books about the Enneagram in the church, and churches use it as a way to get people into the church because these days, people, just like it says in 2 Timothy 4, in the end times, people will want their itching ears tickled by false teachings that tell them they're wonderful. Yeah. And the Enneagram tries to tell you who you are. It doesn't say what the Bible says, that if you're saved, you're a child of God. If you're not saved, you're a child of the devil, like I was before I was saved. The Enneagram is all about glorifying the self. It does not teach the gospel. It does not teach the true gospel. It focuses on saving your marriage 
through a new age method. Now, I just want to back up and say new age methods do work. They absolutely work. And that's why they're so enticing. It's just like the, the Pharaoh's sorcerers in Exodus, when the, when the Pharaoh's sorcerers were mimicking the miracles that were coming through Moses and Aaron. So new age can mimic and counterfeit some of the things that God does. The devil will use new age healing methods like Reiki and shamanism and, and such to per, sort of mimic a healing. And it might seem miraculous, but if it's not from God, then it's something that's designed to lead you into darkness. Um, just and, in, and it makes sense yeah. that the enemy would have some of that work and use his demonic influence to heal or to bring about a miraculous because then people are going to follow a wrong teaching. That's and exactly right. So of course it yeah. would happen, but yeah, Justin Peters, you know, if for anyone who doesn't know him, check out Justin Peters, especially his clouds without water, free YouTube series on, on false teachings. Justin Peters has a lifelong cerebral palsy and he, he spent a lot of time going to so-called faith healers to try to get healed. And in doing so, he saw the tricks of the trade behind the scenes that only the people who weren't really sick were brought on stage. And people like himself in wheelchairs were just left behind because they knew they couldn't heal him. And he ended up going to Dallas Theological Seminary and getting a, a THM, a Master's of Theology, which is not easy to do. And now he exposes false teachings. And when I interviewed him, he told me that he believes demons create the illnesses, that they create the accidents and the injuries in order to lead people, as you said, Athena, to the wrong teacher, where it seems miraculously like it's gone, but it's the demons leaving the oppression. And then that person is hooked and addicted to the false teachings. And I saw that in the New Age all the time with my angel cards. They seemed to be comforting. They even seemed to accurately predict the future, but it's all demons, sleight of hands, designed to lead you away from the true gospel of Jesus and to lead you into the clutches of Satan and ultimately to hell. So mm -hmm. the third thing that troubles me in the church, besides Jesus calling in the Enneagram is yoga. And there's these so-called holy yoga or Christian yoga sessions. And it's just not possible to redeem yoga any more than it's possible to redeem a Ouija board. The Bible says that people can be redeemed, but not things. And yoga is a thing. The name yoga means yoke, and it means yoke to the Brahmin god of Hinduism. And each of the poses in the sun salutation are acting out a different Hindu scene from their text, the Vedas. And, and what I want to point to especially, because people will say, but it's just stretching. Uh-uh, it's not. Yeah. There's no such thing as just stretching when you have to have your arms perfectly out straight in the warrior pose series, the three warrior poses that I did for 20 years. And the, these warrior poses, they're called Virabhadrasana in Sanskrit, the ancient Eastern language used for yoga. And Virabhadrasana is actually the story of a demon named Virabhadras, and asana is the pose. Virabhadras was a demon who was a murderer. And when you're doing the three warrior poses, you are pretending to be Virabhadras the warrior, murdering. You're acting out a, a pagan 
demonic murder scene when you do the warrior series. And it's not a natural pose. It does not glorify God, which is our purpose. So yoga, therefore, should be avoided by all Christians, all professing Christians. The moment I was saved and learned this, I threw away my yoga mats. I do uh, kind of a form of Pilates stretching. I think stretching is natural and important, but we have to make sure that it's for the glory of God. There's no amount of scripture that you can overlay on yoga poses that will redeem it. It is an abomination to our holy God. And if you're doing it, I understand because it does feel good, but you need to repent and quit it. Just stop it. Well, and it's, it's become the hip thing. In, in the church, it's mm-hmm. like your hip, If let's go to hot yoga, you know, and then afterwards we'll go have a glass of wine or well, you know, whatever we're, we're trying to be like the world, but saying that we're Christian. Right. And so I, at that point, I often get accused of being a legalist or a Pharisee. Right. And, and so I just want to say that legalism is often misunderstood. The, the term legalism and, and Phariseeism means that you believe you're saved by your works. And of course, anyone who's read Romans, let alone the rest of the Bible, knows that we're saved by God's grace alone through our faith in Jesus Christ. Our works are filthy rags and could never be good enough to justify our sins. So uh, I'm not saying that if you stop yoga that you'll be saved at all. That would be legalism. What right. I'm saying is that it says in the Bible, and if, if you're, once you're saved and given a new heart, you want to please God. I mean, Galatians 1.10, am I a people pleaser or a God pleaser? Uh, over and over, there's passages like that. So we can't, we can't save ourselves. That's why Jesus had to die on the cross for us. But what we can do is make an effort and pray for God's strength to do so, to obey God. Jesus said in, in, uh, in John is it 114? I can't remember what. Anyway, so we'll edit that part, please. Jesus, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Now we know his commandments he emphasized were love God. Love God means trust God. I did a whole exposition on this in seminary. It doesn't mean love him like the feelings alone. It means obey. It means trust. And so how do you obey God? You obey his 10 commandments that are still for today. And you, you, the main commandment here with yoga is idolatry. Idolatry means worshiping another God before God. And yoga is all about other gods, where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. And that does seem to be very uh, narrow-minded. That's what I used to think about born-again Christians when I was in the New Age. But it is narrow. It's a narrow path to get into heaven and a wide gate to get into hell. So I go out and I say these things at the risk of people being mad at me and offended and persecuting and slandering me, including my own family members, because I care. I was, I was hellbound before God saved me. I was going to hell for eternity to burn. I didn't know it. I thought I was going to heaven because I thought I was helping people and being a good person and doing God's work. That's not how it works. And I, I, I want to put the alarm out and warn people that we never know when the end of our life is. I mean, we could be a young person and something could happen that you, your life ends. And so we want to be prepared for eternity today by repenting and giving our life to Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And that means obeying him and not trying to blend new age with Christianity. Yeah. 
And you, so you, we've talked about Jesus calling. We've talked about the Enneagram. We've talked about holy yoga. Talk about an oxymoron. That's not even, that's like a Christian celebrity. So I look at that and just, it's like the enemy has figured out a way to weasel in to the church to become like, it's okay to do all these things. Mm -hmm. Like you, you normalize it kind of almost like the whole homosexual thing. It's okay to act, you know, to act on those impulses and still call yourself a Christian and, and, you know, that whole thing, that whole agenda. It's like, we normalize it to where no one questions it. And it, to me, it seems like that just opens the door for the enemy to come in and deceive people in the church who think they're following God and they're not. Yep. Exactly. These feel good churches where you feel like a million bucks about yourself when you walk out the door, beware of those. Those are big red flags. It's it's not that we want to go to a church that beats us up and says turn or burn every week, but what we want is a church that is biblical. An expository sermon is what you want. That's where the the pastor will go through line by line in the Bible and and we'll point out what the Bible says. And by by it's called scripture interpreting scripture. So the solid pastor will go through line by line and then point to where other places in the Bible it says the same thing. And we'll keep his own opinions out of the sermon and we'll not talk about you or application very much, but we'll talk about Jesus on the cross because a solid church will be gospel-centered, not me-centered. Right. And that is such, I mean, that's a powerful thing right there. Gospel-centered rather than me-centered. And I think we have bought into the it's all about me thing and figured out a way to make it sound holy. And it's not. No, and it doesn't lead to the happiness that people want either. It doesn't lead to peace. It's it's putting yourself in charge. And how nerve-wracking is that to think you're in charge of the whole universe? That's what I used to believe in the new age, that I was here to save the world with God. And that was a lot of stress and pressure to carry all those years. Just quit that. <laughs> Put that down. That's a, wow. It's not even true. Uh, you can't control yourself, let alone another person. Right. So what would you say if we've got some people listening today and they're like, oh, man, they are, they're doing yoga classes in my church. How? How do I address that? What What's the best way to try and sound the alarm without being like, oh, whatever, just, you know, go away. What, you know, mm-hmm. is there is there a way to start the conversation to actually have some meaningful, like, maybe we should rethink this? Absolutely. I've got a lot of resources on my website and on my YouTube channel. And if you can make an appointment with your pastor to sit down and share your concerns. That would be the first thing. Matthew 18 gives us the outline of how to deal with conflict in the church. And and then ask your pastor to pray about it and to actually read or watch what you've given him. And if they don't respond or if they give you excuses, it is time to go to another church. We can't afford to be following a false teacher. We can pray for them, we should pray for them. People were praying for me when I was a false heretical teacher. And I, I Thank you so many people for praying all those years, but we should be looking for a new church if after we have had a talk with the pastor, they continue to offer things that are idolatrous. And that includes 
I, I want to talk about something that's also going to push some buttons and maybe offend, and that's essential oil sales. Seems like a fundraiser for a lot of Christian women, these MLMs. And the Bible's filled with distilled oils from Genesis to Revelation, actually. There's crystals, there's oils. God made them. So what's the problem? The only problem is if we make them into idols. And if we think they have a special power apart from God and that they are magical in some way, that makes it an idol. That's where Romans 1 says we worship the creation instead of the creator. And that's a sin. So we can, if we can admire crystals or like we do a bouquet of flowers that God made, great. That's God's general revelation. But if we're using crystals to get something like witchcraft does, then that is not something a professing Christian should be involved in. Same with essential oils. They sell a little bottle of Young Living oil for about 50 bucks called Abundance that supposedly if you diffuse this oil in your home that you will attract money. That's witchcraft. That's absolute witchcraft. You can go on etsy.com, etsy.com and type in abundance oils. You'll see all sorts of pentagrams and witches selling abundance oils that they concocted and Young Living copied them. Young Living is not a Christian company, even though they market to Christians with some clever marketing. They they teach astrology. They teach vibrational healing. They 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 push idolatry of these oils that they pretend will have a magical effect on you. And they take advantage of people for that reason. So be careful with these MLM selling oils. Be careful of idolatry with crystals, everyone. The, Athena and I were involved in that. And it's a, it's a spider's web that you may not be able to escape easily. Don't even go into it. Yeah. In fact, the whole multi-level marketing, I mean, just as a business model, it's just, there's so many problems with it messing with your motives. And, you know, you look at people as people to recruit, not as people that need Jesus. And so it can totally mess with your mind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I made big money. I mean, I made six figures. I, I, I made over a quarter of a million dollars a year with one company. And, I, at one point I turned around and went, you know, these meetings sound like a church service, but mm-hmm. they're giving glory to this stuff, this herbal product. And I was like completely shocked that I hadn't seen it, but it's very, you, you can really be in under some deception with a lot of those situations that are, they're just a way for some, the people at the top to make a whole bunch of money. It's true. And I I respect you for walking away from that. Okay. So not everything is as it seems. You know, it can it can look really good or it can look really bad. And it can be the enemy influencing to make it look a certain way. And I, I want to circle back around to the Amazon selling your product yeah. thing mm-hmm. because I don't think people realize if they're not in the publishing industry, they don't maybe realize that. People who have products, they pick them up at a garage sale, they bought them, they ha- they have them in their house, they can go on as third-party sellers mm-hmm. and they can sell those products. There is no way to stop that. I mean, yeah. the only way to stop it is to buy it all yourself, right. which you've probably done some yeah. of that. Yeah, I do it. it I do it every- yeah, I go on eBay and buy my old stuff as much as I can and then 
tear it up and throw it away. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's like I said, it's really hard on my heart that it's still for sale. I have on my Amazon author page, people can go there and it says in all caps, do not buy my products. And it has videos of why I say don't buy my or any new age products. And mm -hmm. so I've, you know, I've, I really feel like humanly I've done everything I can to get the products off. I understand that people don't get, get it that I can't snap my fingers and get my old products off the market. I was the, I was the top selling author in the new age for 22 years. And I wrote over 70 books and cards and 38 languages. There's, I wish I had a magical lasso that I could all recall them like a car manufacturer, but I can't. And so I just pray for people to have grace that I'm doing the best I can. I pray that in 10 years that they'll all be gone because you know, the new agers are mad at me is the good news. Yeah. And so they don't want my products anymore because my name has been tainted to them. And the new age bookstores have sent them all back to the publisher. So that's great news. And, you know, so it's, it's just that they're out there against my will, but I have to trust that our sovereign God is using this because everything's according to his will. And people would not buy my Christian book, Deceive No More, who are in the new age, but they may buy one of my old new age products and it would lead them to my website, to my videos on YouTube where people write me all the time and they apologize for cussing me out publicly and putting me down. And they, and they say, I'm so sorry now. And Jesus has called me too. And I understand where yeah. you're coming from. If, if you're not called by Jesus, you just can't get it. The biblical worldview and the worldly worldview are so opposite. They just, yeah. they can't understand each other. Yeah. Well, I just love that you, even though there's, you know, all you can do is all you can do to try and get that uh, disassociate from that movement. Yeah. But, you know, you're making the most of the opportunity. God's allowing, I mean, he's allowing it to mm -hmm. stay there so that you can even draw more in by point, you know, by having very bold statements on your website and in your YouTube channel. And so I just appreciate the way that, you know, it may seem like not fair that you, you know, you can't fix that, mm -hmm. but I love how God is. He is using that as another Romans eight twenty eight, where, yeah. you know, it's, it's not best, but God's using it for his glory. Amen. Yeah. And it's, it's consequences of my prior sin. You know, even though we are forgiven by the blood of Jesus, we still have to pay the consequences of our prior sins. Yes, and we do. so, and so that's something I have to live with that um, I was a sinner and I still am, you know, we're all sinners, Romans 3.23, but it's just something that I have to deal with. I, it would be nice if God would magically, you know, take all that away from me, but God's not a genie like I thought he was in the new age. He's, he's just and holy and, and he, he's wrathful. He's our judge. And so I trust whatever he brings my way. Absolutely. He's sovereign and he, he's trying to teach us something, no matter whether it's good or bad that we're experiencing. And if we're at least willing to say, okay, God, what do you want to teach me from this? I don't like mm -hmm. it, but what, what can I learn from this? He will loves to answer that prayer because Amen. his ways are not our ways. And Amen. we have a lot of learning to do. So as we wrap up our time together, I would love for you to share just what you feel is your best tip or tool to 
always be remembering that he is working all things together for good, even Mm -hmm. when we can't see it. Amen. Well, my best tip I can give to everyone who's listening is to read the Bible every single day before you do anything else, before you open your emails. If it means getting up an extra 10 or 15 minutes early, it's worth it. It's word before world, Bible before breakfast. And I understand if you've got little kids who need your time or pets or your job, you could have your Bible on your nightstand and read it in bed or go in the bathroom if you need to. Pray for God to help you to have that time. And, and what I do is I read one chapter a day and in a study Bible. A study Bible has the, you know, the regular canonical Bible. And then below it, it's got commentary about each of the passages. I personally like the R.C. Sproul Reformation Study Bible. There's many study Bibles. The ESV Study Bible is excellent. And uh, you can buy them used if you can't afford it. If, if you can't afford it at all, go to a website like gotquestions.org. Mm-hmm. is really good for answering questions about the Bible. And most of all, pray about it. Because the Holy Spirit, who is the author of the whole Bible, is also there present when you're reading the Bible. And you pray for the Holy Spirit to illuminate certain passages of the Bible that will convict you. It sound, that sounds like a horrible word, doesn't it? Convict. But it's actually a blessing when you're saved because it means okay. that you're loved. It means God cares enough about you to show you where you're off the path, off his path, and point you in the right direction. And so God speaks to us through his Holy Spirit, illuminating Bible passages. And, and if you are reading and you're offended, that's God loving on you. <laughs> that's God saying, look, look at yourself. It's a mirror. It's a double-edged sword. Mm, I love that Bible before breakfast. And that, that's so, I mean, I, I know I, I just, I can't function if I don't have that time, that quiet time in the morning. Amen. And, that, yeah. and I, I knew your answer was going to be, be <laughs> <Yeah>. the word. <laughs> yeah. And that's so true is we you need to be in the word and be in, in context in the word. Cause there's yes. so many, you know, there's all the Bible apps that give you the verse of the day. Well, how about mm. reading around that verse of the day and seeing what context it was written in? Yeah. And you a want really a good, good meaning. Yeah, context is everything. And also a good translation. Stay away from the passion and the message. Eh, those are not the Bible. Stay away from the Catholic Bible, the Jehovah Witness Bible. Use something that's a solid translation. King James, of course, New King James. I like the ESV, NASB. If you're new to the Bible, NLT and NIV are respected translations as well. Amen. Amen. Well, Doreen, well, first of all, before I before I totally wrap this up, I want to just say those of you who are listening, you need to get her book, Deceive No More, How Jesus Led Me Out of the New Age and Into His Word. You need to get the book. You need to buy three or four copies, have some in the back of your car, because you never know when you're going to run into someone who was is dabbling in some of the same things that Doreen went through in her New Age walk and journey. And how better to be able to say, wow, you know, I just heard this podcast and I had no idea, you know, you should read this. And, and just, I mean, it opens, it it gives you Mm -hmm. something to have a conversation with instead of, you know, just being all judgy and saying you shouldn't do that, but not have any thing to say why, or, you know, to be able to share someone's journey and say, 
this is an amazing story of someone who really was big time in the new age mm -hmm. and had a complete turnaround. And it's, uh, I mean, I always love to, when I find a resource that I can use to share with people, instead of just me trying to talk to them, I always want to have a resource that's solid, that I know I can trust. I can trust the author. I can trust what they're saying. And this is one of those resources. So I, those of you who are listening today, I want to encourage you to do that. And Doreen, if we've got people that want to connect with you online, mm -hmm. what's the best way for people to do that? Oh, well, they can go to my Instagram page and uh, it's just Instagram.com slash Doreen Virtue. I want to apologize in advance that I am very slow to respond these days. I'm, um, I'm in... Um, so many Bible studies. <laughs> and so I'm spending time in the word learning and growing. And mm -hmm. um, I'm also focused on my next project is to write free books that will be on Kindle, Amazon to kind of balance the heretical stuff that's on Amazon. And so I'll be now that I'm graduated from seminary, I have time, I've been full time for the past two and a half years. Uh, so I'm giving away free books on new age deception topics on Amazon. And so if I don't reply to you right away, please forgive me and know that it's not personal. It's just, I don't have an assistant and I'm the only one who reads and replies to those messages. But I have a, I have highlights on Instagram with most of the topics that you can read about. And of course my website, DoreenVirtue.com. And the YouTube channel is yeah. full of resources of different interviews that you've done of people that have, you know, kind of been in some of these different movements within the church. And so I love the resources that you offer there as well. That was the thing that helped me see the Enneagram because we published a book on the Enneagram oh. as a, from a biblical perspective. And I Ooh. saw your interview and went, Oh Lord, I thought I did my homework. Oh, bless but, your heart. Oh. So I repented. It Praise was, God. It was, it was already um, off the market. I mean, we were done mm -hmm. with it. She'd gone on to a, a big publisher, but I had to repent and I had to be openly repent for be I was deceived. I mean, I oh. thought it was okay if you wow. could have a biblical, you know, slant on it. Mm -hmm. No. So thank you so much for mm -hmm. helping me see some of the things that I was, you know, deceived by myself. So mm. I just appreciate mm. your ministry. Thank you so, Thank so you. much for being with us today on the All Things Podcast. Thank you, Athena. And I'm very touched that God used that video on the Enneagram for his glory. That's wonderful. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today for the All Things Podcast brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. So, hey, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you would, consider sharing this episode with your friends on social media. And if you haven't yet left a review of the podcast on Apple, I would love it if you would take a minute to do that as it would help other people find the show and also let them know that it's a show worth listening to. So thanks so much for joining us today and I will see you next week. Bye for now.